Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstakes.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I'll be your host. And of course, I am joined, as always, by the amazing Rita Peters, who is the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs. But she's also my co-host here. Rita, it's a pleasure to be back with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. I am super excited about our program today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for our viewers. And, you know, Andrew, I always like to see where our viewers are watching from, like which states do we have covered on the program? Right. Same here, because our viewers are so important to us. You can let us know where you're tuning in from by just dropping a comment below uh, let us know are you, what state you're tuning in from. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love if you uh, send out a share, a retweet, a like, or a rumble, wherever you are watching this from. This is the way we help grow the show, but it's also a way we, that we help grow awareness of Article 5. It's the secret weapon that our founding fathers gave to us, and we need to make more people aware of this process and how we can use it to reclaim our liberty. Well, we have a great show lined up for you. We're going to be looking at some amazing testimony that we have seen throughout the years here at Convention of States, because the most important part is we the people. We the people are the driving force of this movement. And so we are going to highlight some of the outstanding testimony that we have seen over the years. Before we get to that testimony, though, of course, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Andrew. Boy, what a privilege it is to be here among such incredible people here at the Convention of States Project. Of course, Producer G is the one that's making all this happen. We have Andrew and Rita, as you guys know and love, and probably come here every single week to watch them. Hopefully, you like seeing the Article 5 trivia. And I know I really enjoy coming on here to be able to do that. Hopefully, you pick something else up in our quest to save the nation using the constitution which we all are such zealots for we all want to make sure that that spills over hopefully into you guys as well so uh, this question was written by producer g it's a great great question he's a total affectionado of our founding fathers and what i'm going to do is i'm going to read a quote from one of our founding fathers and because this might be kind of tough, I'm going to give you multiple choice questions. And if you are the one that picks the right answer, knows the right answer, and it doesn't matter if you guess, sometimes it's good to be lucky. It's better to be lucky than to be smart, especially if you want this no mouse in the house shirt. And I, I really like wearing this shirt. We just got them. They're, they're on pre-order. You can go to shopconventionofstates.com right now and order one, or you can try to win one from me, but they'll be in the warehouse and shipping at the end of the week. So they're already available for you to get. The reason why I like wearing the no mouse in this house shirt is because it's true. I'm not currently a big Disney fan. When I was a kid, it was the greatest place on earth. I'd go once a year. We lived about an hour, hour and a half from Disneyland and it was fun. Now there's so much, all the political activism that's happening in Florida with disney a lot of the gender stuff that they're doing they're they're literally creating 
political narrative, stuff I don't agree with, stuff I'm not a big fan of, which is why I like wearing this shirt, because then it will stimulate the conversation, which I think is so important for us to have a conversation, not to call names, but simply to talk about the things that are important. So hopefully you'll want one of these shirts and you'll go to shopconventionstates.com and get one, or you'll win it. And I'm going to read that quote right now, and then I'm going to ask which founding father said it. It must therefore be evident to every candid man that two-thirds of the states can always procure a general convention for the purpose of amending the Constitution, and that three-fourths of them can introduce those amendments into the Constitution. Although the President, Senate, and Federal House of Representatives should be unanimously opposed to each and all of them. What a great quote. Which founding father said it? A, James Madison. B, Tench Cox. C, George Washington. Or D, George Mason. Pop that answer into the comments. Let's keep you guys talking during these incredible videos that you're about to see. I'll be back at the end to give you that answer. Back to you, Andrew and Rita. Joining us today on the program, we have, thanks, Mike. Well, Rita, it, I, you don't have to go out on a limb and say uh, that our supporters and our volunteers are absolutely amazing. I mean, that is obvious when you just look at some of the testimony that we have. And so we're going to dedicate this program to some of those uh, moments that we've captured on YouTube and Rumble and the other platforms that we use. Um, and then we're just going to kind of analyze and talk about some of the key points and key things that were said in each parts of these videos. So this first one, Rita, is by uh, William Ernst, and he is a Convention of State supporter who gave testimony in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska became the 17th state to uh, pass the resolution that was earlier this year. And this is just a heartfelt example of the testimony that we see. And you could just tell that uh, William Ernest is just truly speaking from the heart in this testimony. So check it out. Thank you, Senator Brewer and members of this council for hearing my words today. My name is William Ernst, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-E-R-N-S-T. I, too, am from the northeastern part of the state. I represent Obert, Nebraska. I've heard a lot of testimony about the facts that surround what's going on in this country, and I have found that it's been hard to be very poignant, accurate, and respectful at the same time, so I think I'll just stick to feelings. You're looking at a man who's broken spiritually, who's broken not understanding what direction our country's going in. I was born in 1966 in Fremont, Nebraska. I was born to two exceptional parents that taught me the value of hard work honesty, integrity. Those were those markings of you that made you the man that you were. Your word was your bond. You respected this country. You respected its founding principles. You followed its laws. You contributed to society. And your hard work and your perseverance was going to put you to an elevation of that pursuit of happiness that we all wanted to, to achieve. No, it doesn't say that we'll find it, but we have the right to pursue it. It's unfortunate that I see our country taking a complete right turn that's just so unexplainable. Where criminal behavior seems to be appreciated and understood and rewarded, and those that follow the laws of this country are persecuted, put into compartmental positions, and afraid of their lives in some cases. What the hell's going on here? What do you do as an individual when 
you don't have the avenues for your voice to be heard. If I can't come before a council like this and express my grievances, and I can't expect it, or I can't demand that it gets to the next level, I implore you to take it to the next level. You have the power to do that, and please wield that sword, because I feel like we're a critical mass. We're in a bad place. We're so divided, so distrusting, so angry with each other. And I don't believe it's over color skin, and I certainly don't believe it's over a lack of a creed or a belief that we all have. We're not being represented. Our voice isn't heard. Our concerns aren't addressed. We feel left out. I personally feel left out. I don't feel like I have a voice anymore. And that puts you in a very dark and sometimes dangerous position where you feel like everything you were taught to believe and understand is wrong, that it's been misconstrued as a patriot or a person who is insurgent or, or at least in the worst racist for believing in integrity and honesty being what makes you the, pan, the man that you're going to be. I implore you to take this to the next level and save this country from what I feel to be sure destruction. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Wow. Andrew, talk about speaking from the heart and being unscripted. What we just saw was a perfect example of that. And even though it was totally speaking from the heart, totally unscripted, you know, he was so articulate and mm -hmm. straightforward. He didn't go on and on and say things over and over again. He was just right to the point. And, you know, I loved what he said about hard work, honesty, integrity. Those, you know, are the, the building blocks of the American dream, you know. And, and he talked about how we as Americans are guaranteed the pursuit of happiness, the liberty to pursue happiness, which really has been so turned on its head to where now so many Americans, young Americans in particular, somehow think that they are entitled to have the government provide happiness for them. And it was never meant to be that way. And that's what this articulate volunteer just pointed out to the Nebraska committee, um, you know, and finally, I loved what he said about patriotism and how in our modern American culture, so often American patriotism is um, branded as some sort of negative thing, that it's a bad thing. And that is just wrong because there is so much good in the foundational ideas and principles of America that need to be preserved and pursued. And, you know, he just did an amazing job. I, I was really proud of him. Yeah, that was that was really quite astounding to to watch just an average Nebraskan come before this committee, speak from the heart. But like you said, he was articulate. He was unscripted and you could just see that there was passion in the way he was speaking. He talked about those cornerstone values, like you just mentioned, integrity, working hard, um, and being honest. Those are great values that are just the bedrock of America. And then sometimes I just feel like the elite just looks down their noses at just middle America and just the average Americans thinking they don't know anything or that they can't speak from the heart or that they don't 
possess the wherewithal to make decisions for themselves. And obviously this is just a great example of how wrong they are because he spoke from the heart. He was completely articulate and he addressed each, he addressed those problems, those grievances that he has and asked and implored the state legislature, state legislators to fix, to use their power to fix these problems. And so again, it's just, it's so uh, encouraging to see testimony like Absolutely. This. And, you know, I just want to say one more thing to piggyback on your comment that the the ability of, you know, just average, you know, I hate I don't mean that in a um, derogatory sense, but just everyday American yeah. citizens who aren't, you know, trained in rhetoric, they're not attorneys, they're they're American, the American people, the ability that they have to go in and testify before a legislative committee in their state is the very reason why the bulk of policy making should be done at the state level because the people have a voice there he's not going to have a shot at going before a committee at, in congress and having his voice heard and giving his input in the way he just did and this is exactly why today there's too much power in Washington where it does not belong, we need to decentralize and shift the power back to the state. And that is exactly what he was just an integral part of doing as he testified there in Nebraska, because as we mentioned before, Nebraska passed our application this year. That's right. All right, Rita, we got another one. This one's Jordan Hoyt. Uh, this is a homeschool mom. She testified before the state legislature in Wyoming. So let's take a look at this video. My name's Jordan Hoyt, H-O-Y-T. I am from Glen Rock, Wyoming. And my involvement started with, I think being a mom kind of opened your perspective so much when you have another generation that you start thinking about and you start thinking about grandchildren, and what their future is gonna look like. And that's kind of where mine started. You know, what can I do? Like I'm an able-bodied person, look to me like, what can I do? And so I kind of stumbled on Convention of States and really liked the idea of it, of using the Constitution to restructure it back to what its original intent was. We have gotten so far off of our original blueprint with just a little change here, a little change here. A lot of those come from Supreme Court decisions, which our founding fathers wanted the Supreme Courts to have the least amount of power. And today we look at them and they have the most. So um, I homeschool, decided to homeschool my kids and my oldest is six and it started with kindergarten. And I just, I believe that we have great teachers. And I think that the amount of restrictions, um, they were teaching a lesson that everybody had to teach. And when I asked the teacher, I said, I'm trying to understand this so I can, you know, have conversation with my kids and what, why are you teaching this? And the teacher had no idea, but it was in their curriculum. They had to teach it. And that to me was kind of like a red flag. I know we have great people. I know we have great people in the legislature and I know I have faith in you guys that we can do this. This is something that can be done. And if you're against it, I kind of question why you're in government in the first place, because if you have no faith in the people that we are putting into government to use the constitution, to restructure it and to get us back to 
the right, correct, straight path, you know, not this meandering path we're on, then why are you there? Do you believe you can make a difference if you don't think anybody else can? So that is one question I have. Um, and then I think that this is what more perfect way to restore the constitution than to go back to the exact way that it was created in the first place, getting you guys together in all, everybody from the 50 states together and saying, what can we do? How can we make this better? And great minds are just going to inspire each other to get to the bottom of it and do what needs to be done. And I'm from a generation that I think really became disconnected from our civic duty. And it even might even been my parents' generation, but I am taking it upon myself to engage people again and let them know that this system still works. This government still works for us. We don't have to overthrow it. We don't have to go another direction. Get involved, get informed, get educated. And I know Convention of States is going to take some time. So my word that I'm giving to you guys is that I'm going to go out and I'm going to inform your constituents so that you guys can have faith that we, you guys are the most connected to the people. And that's why this is important because in DC, when they propose amendments, they have, some of them have been there for my entire lifetime. So they are completely removed from the voice of the people. And you guys are so close and I have faith in you. And I know you guys have a very difficult job with the hostile, you know, emotions of a lot of people and the fact that we are so disengaged. So it is my word to you guys that I am going to go out and make a difference. I'm going to get people involved. I am going to start a wildfire across the state of Wyoming. And I hope it spreads that you guys can have faith in the people that are behind you and supporting you. And that way, when you send delegates to a constitution or a convention of states, that you can have faith in them. And we don't have to worry about fear anymore. We can rest in our faith because faith has to be bigger than fear. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, unscripted, but so articulate. She was amazing. And, you know, she's a mom. She said it right mm -hmm. at the beginning. I'm a mom. She's concerned about the next generation. And come on, what, what more motivation do you need to get involved and start being part of the solution than you care about your kids' generation and your grandkids' generation? What is going to happen to them? Will they live in a land of liberty or, you know, will they just be burdened with more and more debt mandates, regulations, red tape? What kind of America do you want for them? And, you know, what she said really resonated with me. It's one of the, um, one of the aspects of COS that resonates with me the most. And that is that so much damage has been done to our constitutional system by court decisions that have interpreted parts of the constitution in ways that undermine the federal system. Um, courts so many times have interpreted provisions in a way that's just completely at odds with the original historical meaning of the words and phrases in the constitution. And the truth is y'all, Convention of States is the only way to really fix that. So if you want to see our constitution's meaning back the way it was supposed to be when it was written, 
the way to correct the damage the courts have done is through a convention of states to propose amendments that rein in federal power and put things back the way they were supposed to be. And, you know, this is not just speculation. Perfect example of this is the 11th Amendment that was adopted. It was proposed by Congress and adopted in order to correct a bad Supreme Court decision dealing with the jurisdiction of federal courts. So this process has been used before the Article 5 Amendment process in order to correct court decisions. Now we need the states to use the process. Mm-hmm. And then finally, final comment on her. <laughs> Sorry, I have so much to say that was really inspiring to me. But she was pointing out, hey, everybody, government works for us. Yep. So we need to be out there doing our job as the ones who hold the reins of government. Ultimately, we need to be doing our job, getting involved and making a difference. So I just want to say to everyone watching, you go out and start a wildfire, too, just mm-hmm. like Jordan from Wyoming. Go to conventionofstates.com sign the petition, click on the take action tab and get involved with your state team. Mm -hmm. And Rita, you know, Jordan, there's so many um, volunteers that are just like Jordan, where they're single mothers or they're single fathers or they work all day, they have jobs, but they still volunteer. And just the way that Jordan was speaking, she was, she's working, it sounded like she's working as if it all depends on her. She's going to go start a wildfire in Wyoming. And that's the type of volunteer and activism that we just, I mean, that just really makes my heart glow. Because when she's uh, throwing it out there as if the whole thing depends on her, that's, that's civic duty that is of the highest order. And I just love seeing that from our volunteers. And the other thing that was just so heartwarming, too, at the end, she started talking about faith over fear. I mean, we have a, a T-shirt at Convention of States that basically says exactly what she was saying at the end, that you need to have faith in the system. You need to have faith in the fact that the founding fathers gave us this provision for this reason. And don't listen to all of the fear out there about a runaway convention, about how the 1787 convention ran away. So this convention is going to run away as well. How we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what type of amendments we'll get out of this convention. All of that is just within the realm of fear. Really, we should be resting in faith that our founding fathers knew what they were doing when they wrote the Constitution. They knew what they were doing when they wrote Article 5 of the Constitution. And so living within the realm of faith is what we need to do. And so I love that energy that she brought about having faith over fear. All right, let's go, go to our next one. We have a West Virginia uh, video. Earlier this year, West Virginia became the 18th state to pass the CUS resolution. Um, today, we're going to be looking at some testimony from Rebecca Byes, um, and she just gave a very passionate testimony in West Virginia. Let's check out this video. Mr. Speaker, ladies and gentlemen of the House, my name is Rebecca Bias. I am from Cabell County. Heck, I was even born in Cabell County. I graduated from Barbersville High School and from Marshall University, where I earned my master's degree. I taught art for 31 years, and I am now retired. My ancestors were in the United States when it was still a colony of Great Britain. I am a proud daughter of the American Revolution, and many of my ancestors fought and died to establish this great country. 
I'm proud to be a West Virginian where mountaineers are always free. I feel that freedom is our most important God-given right. Anyone who watches the news or reads the paper have to be shaking their head and thinking, what is our government doing? What is the goal of what they're doing? I am afraid of the assault on our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our freedom of religion, free speech, the right to bear arms, packing the Supreme Court just so you can control things, CRT in our schools, open borders, and limiting states' rights. I'm watching a government and a country that I love falling down. There is no unity, no honesty, no integrity, no love for the ideals upon which this country was founded. Young people are beginning to embrace socialism because that's what they're being taught in our schools and they are ignorant of the realities of socialism. They are being taught to be ashamed of who they are and what a great country they live in. Every day I read the news from Washington. This week the House introduced and passed an immigration bill that allows illegal immigrants a pathway to citizenship a quick pathway without having to learn the laws, learn about our Constitution, to do the things that citizens used to do to become, or that people used to do to become citizens of the United States. Next, they are going after the Electoral College. I read this this week, too. The people who are in charge have an agenda and they are doing everything they can to dismantle the system of checks and balances that are in the Constitution. Before long, we will not have a way to stop this extreme federal government takeover. How long will we sit on our hands and twiddle our thumbs? We need to act now to have a convention of states because this is the last legal way that we can control our government. We can pray, which I do, with intercessors for our country to change our leaders' minds and hearts. Um, we could uh, rally, which we are doing here. We could uh, have a big rally and get arrested and stay in prison for a year. These things that used to be available to us are being taken away from us more and more every year. So I encourage you, please, act now. Vote to join the Convention of States before we become another Venezuela. Thank you. That West Virginia public hearing was a beautiful one. And Andrew, you know I'm about to say it. I am a proud mountaineer. I went to high school in West Virginia, went to WVU, did my undergraduate work there. And did you know that she, what she said there was the West Virginia state motto, mountaineers are always free. I was so proud of our mountaineer COS team this year. And as you know, Andrew, they did pass the resolution finally in West Virginia this year. And so as she was talking about her family's history and how long her family has been in America and about her relatives who fought for freedom 
in the revolution. I, you know, was thinking back to what you said before about all these people who are just paralyzed by fear. Imagine if the founding generation had let themselves be paralyzed mm -hmm. by fear and they had way more to fear than we do. We're talking about getting the states together for a meeting, Andrew. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, it's just crazy. Also, it really resonated with me when she said, you look around and wonder what is our government doing and what is the goal of what they are doing? You know, what is the goal of some of these policies that are creeping more and more towards socialism? Frankly, I agree with her that, you know, I think our young people today are being taught and trained socialism sometimes, you know, maybe outright and more directly. But if nothing else, they're being trained in socialism when they are not taught that our federal government is a government of limited power and jurisdiction, according to the Constitution, that when they want to examine a particular type of federal public policy, they need to not just ask, hey, is this a good idea? Do we like this? Does this policy do something we like? They need to start out before they even get there, looking at the Constitution and asking the question, does the federal government have the constitutional power to pursue this policy? And you know, Andrew, today, I would say more often than not, the answer to that is no, according to what we see being considered in Washington today. So, you know, I would wrap this up the way she did it. How long will we sit on our hands? When will we take action? If you're watching today, the time to take action is now. Join us. That's right. And she was talking to, you know, about a federal takeover of everything. And that's what we're watching. It's happening before our, our, our eyes and we're doing nothing, even though we have the solution right in front of us. It's right there. The founding fathers gave it to us. And it's time for we, the people, and our state legislators to use this power that was granted to us. And I can't speak for all millennials. I happen to be one. But I do see that fear that she was talking about. And again, we were talking about how you shouldn't be living in fear. But those that's actually really happening. Young kids are, at worst, being trained in socialism and the ideas or the idea that we are guaranteed happiness, like you were saying earlier in the program, which to me, if you guarantee happiness, that sounds like tyranny dressed up personally. <laughs> um, but we have the right to pursue happiness. And uh, kids my age, they just don't, they just don't see it that way anymore. They're not enmeshed in the founding ideals. I mean, not all of them, but there's a, a percentage that are drifting closer and closer to this uh, guarantee of, of, of happiness instead of guaranteed liberty. I would always want guaranteed liberty over guaranteed happiness any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So uh, speaking of millennials, though, we have one last uh, video, Rita. This happens to be a video of a millennial. Uh, this was in Texas. Um, he gave a, a very passionate testimony um, talking about his generation and his perspective. So just look for what he says in these uh, two minutes. Here's the video. My name is Jonah Blackman, and I represent um, 3,685 constituents in Senate District 1. I not only represent that district, 
as right now I represent a, an entire generation. My generation and I have grown up knowing nothing but a strong federal government. Many of my generation do not notice the overreach of the national government because of this. We see the infeasible size of our national debt and we see few politicians in Washington doing anything about it. Instead, many in Washington sit around and think up new laws and attempt to regulate our futures. The size of the federal government snuffs our creativity and discourages our ingenuity. I'm sure I'm not the only one among my peers that have asked ourselves if our own children or our own grandchildren will grow up in a world that sees the dissolution of the United States. I'm now in a stage of life that everyone goes through. For lack of a better term, I'm adulting. I find myself constantly asking my parents what to do in certain situations. Similarly, the United States is relatively young. It is time we look to our founding fathers and solve the problems of today to benefit my generation and the generation of tomorrow. Our founding fathers were much wiser than we will ever know. They gave us a failsafe in Article 5. If now is not the time to run to our principles enshrined in the Constitution, I don't know when that time is. It's time we call a convention of states to renew America to the founders' vision and protect America for years to come. I urge you to pass SJR2. Wow, go Jonah. <laughs> he was awesome. And, you know, if I'm ever tempted to feel hopeless about the future generation, I look to the Jonas out there. I know they're out there and what a great job he did. Um, you know, I love what he said about the size of the federal government today really snuffing creativity. Isn't that the truth? I heard uh, Professor Rob Nadelson say once, he asked me the question, can you imagine the Wright brothers trying to invent an airplane in today's climate of regulation? Mm. It would be impossible. We probably would not be um, traveling on passenger jets if, if the Wright brothers had been functioning in the current climate of overbearing, burdensome federal regulation that not only snuff out creativity, but just hinder people from being able to invent, um, from being able to pursue their, their passions with hard work and ingenuity. Um, so Jonah was right on with what he was saying. And I loved what he said there near the end too about you know, if you're looking around and you see that this is not the way America was meant to be, run to the principles that are enshrined in the Constitution. That is exactly what, what we need for you to do. So again, if you're watching today, um, don't just sit on your hands. Go to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition, click on the Take Action page and get tied into the strategy in your own state and, and get involved. And I also want to say, if you've been with us and been watching this program where we have been highlighting some great testimony given by our Convention of States volunteers, check out cosuniversity.com. That's cosuniversity.com. And you can get some great training on giving legislative testimony. Yeah, one last thing that I liked about um, about this testimony was the fact that he 
kind of connected his own youth with the youth of the United States. And I really did like that. But then he talked about how the United States is young, that we do have a, you know, relatively speaking to other countries. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't look to the founding generation for the answer. And so I love how he connected that right back to the founding fathers and how, again, they have given us this solution. It's right there and it's time to use it. The, the time for uh, waiting and being patient or using other uh, means for correcting the problems that we have right now has been exhausted. It's time to use Article 5. It's time for legislators to, wield, to use this power and to uh, call the very first Article 5 Convention of States. So uh, excellent testimony all the way around, Rita. I love seeing these uh, testimonies from all across the country. It just shows you that, you know, from the very first one all the way to the last one that we watched, all of our testimony or all of the testimony that we have on YouTube is just like this. We picked out four ones that we really loved, some of the most recent ones, but all of our uh, volunteers who go and testify before state legislatures are just like this. You can go check out more of them on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel where you can watch some more of the uh, testimony from around the country. And of course, just like Rita was saying, go to CUS University to watch some courses on how you can give excellent testimony as well. Well, with that, we're going to transition over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. Well, thank you guys. What a great, great show it is when we can share some of the great video work that producer G puts together that's done by so many, it's contributed to by so many of our incredible COS activists. And I'm here to give you the answer to our trivia question right now. And the first part, the question, of course, was a quote by one of our founding fathers. So the real question is, which founding father said it? And the quote is, it must therefore be evident to every candid man that two thirds of the states can always procure a general convention for the purpose of amending the constitution and that three-fourths of them can introduce those amendments into the Constitution. Although the President, Senate, and Federal House of Representatives should be unanimously opposed to each and all of them. In other words, the swamp can't stop it. The founding father that said it, Tench Cox. And he said, under Article 5 of the Constitution, the states can propose and ratify amendments, even the entire federal government. And by the way, Tench Cox was B, in case you forgot that. Certainly, that would be true for things like term limits, fiscal restraints, limits on the federal power today. Gosh, what a coincidence that we happen to be promoting and getting passed so far in 19 states a resolution that approaches all of those things. And that's why our founding fathers um, gave us that plan to make a convention of states happen to propose and ratify amendments, in this case, on those three topics. And if you're wondering, Tench Cox was an American economist, a writer. He served as a delegate for the Pen or to Pennsylvania or for Pennsylvania to the Continental Congress and a leading proponent, proponent of the Constitution as a Federalist. Again, if you like, if you won this shirt, congratulations. If you want to get one to stimulate that con conversation about some of the things that Disney's not doing so well, 
go to shopconventionestates.com and grab one. Soon enough, you'll be able to get one of these cool hats, but not quite yet. Anyway, back to you, Andrew and Rita. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week because we love America. What we don't love is what's being done to her by swamp monsters in D.C. This isn't how it's supposed to be. The founders knew this would happen, and they gave us a plan to fight back. In Article 5 of the Constitution, they inserted a failsafe, a convention of states for proposing amendments to rein in federal tyranny. We're organizing where we the people have the advantage in the states. The best part is that neither the president nor Congress can do a thing to stop us. The states are agreeing in advance to discuss amendment proposals on three topics, term limits, fiscal restraints on Congress, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government. This is truly a solution as big as our nation's problems. So join government Ron, sorry, join Governor Ron DeSantis, Ben Shapiro, Senator Rand Paul, Mark Levin, and millions of liberty-loving patriots by signing and sharing the petition at conventionofstates.com. Then click on that Take Action tab to help us save America. And after you've decided to get involved as a volunteer, uh, after you've gone to the Take Action page, please make sure that you are following us on social media. We are on Rumble, we're on MeWe, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, Getter, TikTok. Please follow us, um, subscribe, like the content that you, see, that you see, and of course, share the COS content out there. Help spread the mes message about an Article 5 Convention of States. You can listen to this podcast and other historical legacy content on our Convention of States podcast. Just search uh, Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Text START to 54555 if you would like to get important COS messages and updates. Again, that's START to 54555. Uh, check out the Battle Cry with COS co-founder and president Mark Meckler on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another COS Live. Remember, politics is not just a spectator sport. If you really want to win, you have to get in the game. Your country needs you. We need you. Thank you for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.